I love Christmas. I am one of those adults that becomes like a little child every December as soon as it hits. I, I cannot help myself. I'm known as a very passionate person at this time of year. My work colleagues know that I'm going to unleash Christmas on them, whether they like it or not. Uh, my family uh, know that I'm going to unleash lights on, on our house. And so, um, but why don't you... Uh, begin to show some of our, this is just a little clip of some of the things around our, our new home that, that we have. Thankfully, I have a very um, artistic and creative wife who tells me that we don't need to buy any more lights every time I'm in Woolies, Coles, Bunnings, my, you name it, whatever store, if there's lights, I will find them and try and find new ones or different ones. Um, but she keeps me under very good con control, very helpful control. But I I do love Christmas. I love it. I love everything about it. And it, yeah, that's our outdoor patio area um, outside. So every part of Christmas, I choose to take a hold of and have it help me remind me of Jesus and who he is and all that this season truly means. I love the lights. I do love the lights because they remind me of the star that three wise men once saw. Now, we, we get a little lost on this because we live in the city and we don't see the stars the way you can in the country and how breathtaking they are and how breathless you are if you uh, try and sleep outdoors. How many have experienced that? Have you slept outdoors? Outside? Yeah, it's unbelievable. The amount of shooting stars you can see. Well, these guys knew the stars so well that when one appeared in the sky that was new, it was so engrossing to them, encapsulating to them, that it made them leave everything and go and gift, give the gift of Frankenstein, and go, <laughs> the three gifts, to, to travel as far as they would have had to, to go and seek this new king. They were, something happened to them, something happened, their light grabbed their attention and they wanted to follow these lights. Lights remind me of that because I can't always see the stars as clearly as I'd like to. But at Christmas time, these new lights appear all the time and they remind me of that star that came the night that Jesus was born. I love food. I love food. I love food. It's coming off. I love the food and the meal that we have and celebrate at Christmas. It reminds me of the great celebration meals that God continually told the Israelite people to have, to remember him, to who he was, how great he was, and the salvation ultimately in the Passover meal that they would experience because of who he is. When we sit down tomorrow for a meal, I will remember that. I will remember all those meals that God said to celebrate and all the life that he brings and all the celebrations that we have, reasons we have for celebrating tomorrow because we know Jesus Christ. I love the tree. I love trees. I, they just remind me of life. They remind me of life. And Jake spoke the word of John. That nothing was created that wasn't created by Jesus. They remind me that he created all things. And I have a reason to celebrate that tomorrow. I do love the presents. I do. I love giving them and I love receiving them. In giving them, I'm reminded of the ultimate gift that was ever given, that by the Father in sending his Son. So as I give the gifts to my children and my wife tomorrow, I will remember the ultimate gift that the Father gave in sending his Son to come and be with us on this earth. In receiving gifts tomorrow, I will be reminded 
that there's nothing that I can do to earn God's love, that I just have to freely, freely receive that gift and freely receive his love. I love the carols. I know people get worn down by the carols and some of the more traditional ones are taking over that talk about snow and white Christmases and things and they're ridiculous for us. We all know that. It's crazy. But I do love the carols that talk about Jesus. If we would take the time just to ponder some of the lyrics that are in the midst of those carols, theologically they're they're astonishing. If you actually just stop and contemplate what they actually say, O holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It's the night of our dear Saviour's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul found its worth. A thrill of hope. How many of us know that hope as we come to celebrate Christmas tomorrow? A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees. And hear the angel voices, O night divine, O night when Christ was born. A verse in Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time behold him come, offspring of the virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh the God had seen. Hail the incarnate deity. Pleased as man with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. And then we just sung Silent Night, Holy Night, Son of, listen to this, Son of God loves pure light. Son of God loves pure light. Just think and dwell on that statement alone tomorrow as you celebrate Christmas. Radiant beams from thy holy face. Is that really our experience of Jesus as we come to Christmas tomorrow? Radiant beams. It's not impossible. It's totally possible and probable that Jesus is shining on you right now, smiling upon you, wanting you to celebrate his love for you as we come to this Christmas season. As I said, the theological truths are astounding if we will take the time to contemplate them. So if you hear the carols tonight, you go home and you watch them on TV, look for them, celebrate those lines. And as you hear them, just pray that the Holy Spirit would just plant seeds in people to hear the truth of those words as they're being sung across our entire nation. I love the Christmas testimony in the Bible. I love the expected part of the the Christmas story, and I love the unexpected part. I love the expected part because the prophets had cried out for hundreds of years, the Messiah and the Saviour is coming. He's going to come. He's going to save Israel. I love the unexpected part of Christmas because he didn't come how Israel thought he was going to come. He came in a poor environment. He came on a night, not as any king, normal king would be celebrated and heralded. You know, look at it when William and Kate had their babies and the, the pomp and ceremony that occurred. This would not be celebrated purely by man, but more so would be celebrated by the, and heralded by the heavenly hosts. It wouldn't be about man's expectation and man's will Um, in terms of the saviour coming and redeeming Israel, it would be on God's terms. It was God's terms that the saviour would come and would save Israel. And we also are invited into the expected and the unexpected nature of Christmas. But our expectation is realised because Jesus has come. The prophets are no longer crying out, he's going to come, he has come. And so we get to experience the expectation 
of Christmas every single day. We also get to live in the unexpected because I don't know about you, but my relationship with Jesus, he continually loves on me in unexpected ways. I just can't predict the ways he comes to me all the time. If I open myself up to that love, he will come in unexpected ways and I know he'll do it for each and every person in this room. I love the accessibility of the Christmas terrorist testimony in scripture. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. Not God above us. Not God ruling over us. Not God whacking us over the head with a stick and telling us everywhere we got things wrong. He, he is God with us. Most of all, I love that this season is a continual reminder and an invitation that because Jesus came, everything changed and we are never the same. Everything changed and we are never the same. And that's why I love the story of the shepherds because it's such a great reminder of this. The first people outside of Jesus' family to experience the king and his coming and the ones outside of his family going about their business on what to them was just another night. Suddenly an angel appears and tells them the good news of the Saviour's birth. I think that's fantastic. It doesn't just, they don't, they just appear with the, she just appears with the shepherds. No pre-warning or coming to them from a distance. You know, you'd reckon he could be kind and just kind of start to shine a little brighter as he starts to come towards the shepherds. No, he just drops himself right in the middle of their camp and sends just heralds of the welcoming of the king. I think it's fantastic. Terrify him right in the middle of their camp and cause some involuntary bowel movements. It's just fantastic. And then if that's not enough, after he tells them the king is going to be, the saviour is born, then accompany the, the heaven, the, the thin layer we continually talk about in the vineyard, that thin veil between heaven and earth is parted. And suddenly a host of angels cry out. They cry, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favour rests. Now this peace is not just that wars would stop and goodwill to all mankind, which we will hear on the TV tonight, and um, all the things that go with that. This peace goes deeper, and it goes much further. This peace is the peace in a man's heart or a woman's heart, where the wrestle of doing life on our own way and in our own terms continually um, occurs, and on this choice, it would stop, that it would stop. And we surrender to God's will and to do God's way of life. That is the peace that is offered and was offered by the angels that they cried out, glory to God in the highest, and peace to those on whom his favour rests. Now, whose favour? Who has the favour? Anybody who wants it. Anybody who will accept it. Jesus' life was testimony of that. If you want it, it's there. It's not conditional except for to say, Jesus, yes. Yes, I choose you as my Lord and Saviour, and I choose to live your way for my life. So the shepherds hurry and they find this great sight that they've been told about. A boy, baby lying and feeding um, in a trough. 
feeding in a trough, in a manger. Yeah, a manger, it sounds amazing, doesn't it? It sounds like uh, it's lined with gold, that word manger. It just makes me think about something that's lined with gold and all these amazing carvings in it. And when you look at it, it's like the glory of God just shines off it. No, a manger is a feeding trough. It would have been probably very smelly. And in the barn would have been extremely smelly with lots of animals. And the great king of kings and lord of lords comes and he is to be found in a manger. And so the, um, the, the shepherds, they race off and they go and find this site that they've been told about and they see Jesus and something changes. Some, now, I know the angels, we get the picture, but in the, in the picture we have with the angels, they're terrified. The Bible tells us they're terrified when the angel dro- And I can't blame them. If an angel dropped right now, right in the middle of here, I'd probably fall down. I literally would. I'd be, I'd be scared. And then if a host just kind of <laughs> probably filled this building and started to sing, glory to God in the highest, I'd be on the floor, on my knees, face down. I'd be terrified. I think all of us would be terrified. But when they saw Jesus, something changed. Something changed in them. And they were never the same as a result. The Bible tells us they were completely amazed, so amazed that they went away and they told everybody they possibly could all the things that had happened on this night. And the Bible tells us that anybody they told the story to, they were, do you remember? Um, Amazed. Everybody who heard the story of Jesus and all that had happened, they were amazed at what they heard. Could it be? Could it be that the Messiah has finally come? He's here. He's actually come to save all of Israel. We know that the story was true. What I love about this story is that it's the first reminder that we get that any and everybody who comes into contact with Jesus, anybody and everybody who comes into contact with Jesus, they are forever changed and they are never the same. They are never, ever the same when you come into contact with Jesus. So tonight and tomorrow, the invitation is there to come and to be forever changed and never the same as we celebrate Christmas together. Remember and thank and praise God just as the shepherds did for all he has done. Tell others as you move throughout the day of all he has done in your life and why you celebrate this season. And do it on Facebook. Get on there on this electronic world. Go beyond who you meet with at lunch tomorrow. Get onto the digital world and use it to tell everybody of this great love and all that Jesus has done in your life and why you love this season so much. Your testimony of how you are forever changed and never the same is just as powerful as that of the shepherds. Do you realize that? Your testimony of who you are because of what Jesus done is in your life is just as powerful as that of the shepherds. How can I say this? Because while Jesus is your greatest Christmas present, you are most definitely his. That's why I can tell you that that testimony that you have of how much Jesus loves you is true and real because you are his greatest Christmas present because he wouldn't have come if he didn't love you and love you he does. So I pray that you would truly know the depth of this reality and as you sleep and celebrate Christmas tomorrow, 
be forever changed and never the same. It happens daily. It happens daily to any who choose to love Jesus. And so remember, remember him and remember who you are in him and remember and let him celebrate over you how much he loves you tomorrow, tonight and tomorrow. I pray this in the name of Jesus and I bless you in the name of Jesus to receive that love to the fullest extent that you will allow it to come because that's the only limit. That is the only limit. So can we sing together? Can we, is it, yeah, we're going to sing together as we end the service. So I, I, you know what? As we sing this morning, uh, this season, the, 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 the celebration of who Jesus is and him coming to this earth, it would be reminisce of us not at the same time as a church to say to people, man, if you, if, you, if you want some prayer tonight, if you just want to receive some prayer, I hope this is cool, Coco, just going with the flow here. If you want to receive some prayer tonight, and in particular, if it's time that you got things right with Jesus, and I don't mean that in the sense of, of my sin is so great, and, and that, that could be a part of it, but, but what I mean is the peace that the angels cried out about, the peace in your heart that you need to know above all things that you are loved by God and that Jesus came for you and died for you and rose again, then come, just come, I'm going to stay up here or if you've come with a friend, have a chat to them, but let's stand as we begin to sing and if you do, I'm going to hang out down here and there'll be some other people that'll will come and pray with you if you want it, but just you can even just come and sit on the front row if you want to and we'll, we'll come and meet you down there but let's sing together and thank Jesus for who he is Jesus, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that on this night, with our human minds trying to contemplate God becoming man and coming to dwell with us, may our hearts be filled with the knowledge of your love because the reason that happened is for each and every person in this room, for each and every person outside of these walls and into our greater world. You came for each and every one of us. And so now, from the depths of our hearts, as much as we can muster as human beings, we say thank you. Thank you that you came. And tomorrow, as we celebrate your birth, may your love permeate, radiate, invade, just engulf us completely as we celebrate you and who we are um, because of you, because of you. So I bless everybody here in Jesus' name to know the fullness of the love that he has for you as you sleep tonight. May those of you who have not dreamed in a long time, may you dream dreams of Jesus. May he invade your world as you sleep tonight. And as you wake, as each of us wake in the morning, Lord, let us remember that the light has dawned and our hope is in you. We thank you for who you are. We celebrate you, Jesus, and we wait with expectation for tomorrow and all that it holds in your name. Amen. Be blessed in Jesus' name and may you have a great Christmas. Thanks, everybody.